If you've been with a narcissist or a toxic person, you've probably dealt a lot with the aspect of shame, where the narcissist beat you down, where the narcissist talked degrading to you and devalued you in a lot of different ways. Narcissists oftentimes take that shame that they have of themselves or the actions that they've done and they project it on another person. They push it back so the other person starts to think that they're a bad person. Have you struggled with that? Is that something in your relationship that you've seen a lot of, of you getting devalued, you getting discarded, you getting shamed, you getting put down? There's a possibility you could be dealing with a narcissist. If you guys don't know who I am, my name is Ben Taylor. I run Raw Motivations. I'm a self-aware narcissist that's on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Being on this platform, I'm here to work with those who have been uh, survivors coming out of narcissistic abuse. And I work with them on a day-to-day basis trying to help them get healing, growth, and change in all aspects of their lives. Typically, we're working through aspects of the trauma bond and breaking free of that hold, that emotional tie that you have with another person that makes you feel crazy, that makes you feel like you don't understand what's going on. Up, down, right, left, you have no clue. All you're stuck in is that narcissistic fog that's clouding your vision, that's making you confused, that's making you wonder, should I stay? Should I go? Should I be with this person? Should I not? Should I? Is there any hope? Like, what am I doing? A lot of times that confusion gets so great and so deep that people describe it as grasping for air. Like you literally have no clue what you're looking for. You have no clue what you're trying to find. You just know something's wrong. And every aspect, everything that you've tried so far hasn't helped. You might be in a toxic relationship with a narcissist, with someone else that's dealing with the idea of putting you in a trauma bond where you feel that pull. It's the idea of knowing in your mind, hey, I know this person is toxic. I know this person is not healthy for me, but I still want to be with them. I still want to give them a hug. I still want to call them. I still want to see them. I still want to interact with them. And it happens so often that people get stuck in that and they're not sure how to get out. One, I normally counsel people, get into therapy. Like, let's get you on a plan of growth. I work with people on a day-to-day basis and sometimes on a week-to-week basis when they keep coming back, trying to help them break through that trauma bond and find healing and change. I try to encourage people to get in with a community, whether that's a support group or whether that's the app that we've created called the NARC app, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, where there's like-minded people who have been stuck in these situations and they've just gotten out, they're getting out, they're learning about narcissism, they're learning how to track their growth, how to track their no contact, how to write down truth, and how to process every single day the stories that we all believe. If that's you today and you're interested in that, we'd love to be able to talk to you in a one-on-one. There's a link down below. We'd love to have you interact on the app. There's over 2,000 people in just the past two months that have signed up for the app and they're finding growth and they're finding healing when they apply the principles on a day-to-day basis. Today, I want to talk about the aspect of shame and shaming and really kind of two aspects in one sense. You have narcissism that has a lot of underlying aspects of shame. And then you have projection where they give shame to a lot of different people. So what is shame? I want to read from a book really quick to talk a little bit about it. It's called The Narcissist in Your Life by Julie Hall. And it talks about shaming. I thought it was a good definition here. Often confused with its cousin guilt, which is the feeling of distress about something we've done. Shame is a feeling of distress about who we are. Simply put, guilt is I did something bad. Whereas shame is, I am bad. Narcissists rarely feel guilt. 
at least consciously, because they have the, la the lack of emotional empathy and sense of responsibility for the behavior that triggers guilt. But as we discussed, they are tormented by shame. Being fundamentally ashamed of themselves, people with NPD are experts at playing the shame game with those around them. This is where they feel it, and then they also project it on other people. Shaming others is a narcissist's way of exercising their pain. By planting shame in other people, the narcissist, in essence, install a button they can press at any time to manipulate and punish those they seek to control. Those who love, care about, or otherwise look up to or rely on narcissists, such as children, partners, relatives, friends, employees, students, congregants, and others within their sphere of influence, are vulnerable to messages of shame. Because narcissists do not feel remorse for hurting people and abusing their power over others, but in fact they believe they are justified in doing so, they shame with abandon. Children of narcissists are more vulnerable to being ashamed because they are uninformed of beings who naturally love their parents and look to them for caregiving and validation of self and a sense of identity. A shamed child often carries false and deep damaging self-beliefs for decades, if not a lifetime. Narcissists shame others in seemingly endless ways, from the commonplace to the bizarre, and very often with no basis in reality. For example, a very intelligent child may be shamed as stupid. In fact, narcissists often shame others for things that are actually their strengths, such as, such as a way to weaken them. And they often shame others as projection of things that they themselves feel ashamed about, consciously or unconsciously, or about vulnerabilities they perceive in others. Possible sources of shame are a myriad, but there are common things as narcissists shame others about being angry, selfish, ugly, stupid, fat, emotional, clumsy, naive, lazy, self-indulgent, picky, promiscuous, unhelpful, unpopular, non-athletic, disloyal, weak, incompetent, mean, careless, uncooperative, unreasonable, stubborn, sensitive, ungrateful, and the list goes on and on. Do you recognize some of those things in that list? And you recognize some of those things that the narcissist or a toxic person or the person in your relationship called you a lot. And you might not have realized in that moment that that person was putting shame on you. Was shaming you for who you are. Was shaming you for what you've done. Was shaming you for your personality. For your empathy. For your thought process. For your logic. For whatever. Does that happen to you? Are you someone where you heard that list and you were like, wow, I resonate with more on that list than I thought I was going to. I connected more. What happens? What happens when you sit in that shame, when someone puts shame on you and they're constantly devaluing you and shaming you every single day? What are the possible outcomes? Let me give you some ideas. Anxiety, panic attacks, self-hatred, withdrawal, secrecy, fear of intimacy and exposure, addictions, self-harm, internalization, externalized anger, dislocation from one's feelings or authentic self, disassociation, perfectionism, self-sabotage, self and underachievement. Narcissists take a lot of that shame and they hold that and they realize they have that shame, so they project it on other people, whether consciously or unconsciously. They put it on other people as much as they can. And those are some of the things that can happen by you getting shamed constantly. Some of the destructive nature of shame. 
When someone is beating you down for who you are, for what you value, for what you love, for how you do all that, is that happening to you today? Because there's a lot of people that are in relationships and they're walking through life, they're walking through those relationships and they don't know. They don't see it. Hopefully some of those words hit home and you're like, wait a second, that's going on today in my life. You might be with a toxic person. Something to evaluate. I'll leave you with an example here. In this book it says, when Peggy was 14, her father, a professor, told her that she needed to lose weight. To help motivate her, he convinced one of his graduate students, an obese man in his late 20s, to go on a competing diet with her. During weekly weigh-ins, Peggy and the graduate student would get on the scale and Peggy's father would mock whoever had lost weight and give $5 to the winner, pointing out how generous he was. Shame. People use shame in all different aspects. People use shame in so many different aspects, whether that's in the home, whether that's in school, whether that's in the workplace. A good example, when I was working for Chick-fil-A, there was a thought that one of the employees came up with that several people started to run with until I shut it down. And that was like, wait a second, we should have a wall of shame. We should have something where people put what we do wrong so that we can get better. Now, the thought process was there of like, hey, we want to continuously improve. How they wanted to implement it was completely toxic and completely awful to that company, to that culture, and ultimately to that store. Is someone putting shame on you? Do you resonate with that list? Has someone called you angry, selfish, promiscuous, unhelpful, unpopular, non-athletic, disloyal, weak, incompetent, mean, careless, uncooperative, unreasonable, stubborn, sensitive, ungrateful, ugly, stupid, fat, emotional, clumsy, naive, lazy, self-indulgent, picky. The list goes on and on. If you're in a relationship where you're dealing with shame, take close inventory and be careful.